0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage.
1: Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: And a very pleasant Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Sinkras, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and chief millennial loan consultant David Wickert. Now, as always, if you have a question or a comment, just give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. The number is always 414-799-1620. Guys, it's great to be with you again this Sunday morning. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Mark, welcome back to the show, and today happens to be October 28th, the 30th birthday of one David Price Wickard. Happy oh, birthday. Oh, my. Man. Happy Thanks, birthday, Dad. sir.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on that big thing. Oh, man. It's something. You feel, well, you know, you kind of feel old when I you feel care. the same as
3: yesterday, but yeah. Well, there you go. That's right.
0: Hey, oh, guess what uh, rates were on October 28th, 1988, the year of your birth, according to the Freddie Mac... Weekly survey 11. Oh, David says 11. Mark, you just want to throw out a digit 9, 10, 8, what? I would say 8. 10.22% if you were willing to pay a cool 1.7 points in discount points. I was an account executive for Mortgage Guarantee Insurance Corporation, MGIC, out in the Bay Area. David is a son of the great state of California. It's on my passport. Yep, born in Vallejo at Kaiser Permanente at 234 Pacific Time on the 20th. So Happy the Packers birthday.
3: will be down by three touchdowns by the time. Shush, David. <laughs> that is, We're going to have a great game
0: today. Yeah, oh, okay. All right, so let's start out the show uh, on the birthday version of the show here, talking about my experience a week ago Sunday. I've been hearing these ads. I think a lot of our listeners have heard them by the nation's largest home lender. you know, the one whose name rhymes with Schmicken, oh. that you can ride the rocket and uh, get approved in eight minutes, and then they're really touting heavily right now, hey, with rates going up, which by the way, this last week they went down a little bit, so it's not permanently going up, or mm-hmm. at least not in one straight line that hey, why as rates are generally going up, why not lock in a rate now for 90 days while you shop for a home? And then once you get a home under contract, uh, we'll let you have that rate that you locked in up front, or the then- current rate if it's lower? Does that sound like a great deal, David?
3: Oh, the best.
0: It does. You can have your cake and eat it, too. Yes. So I wanted to check out the details because I looked, of course, all over their site and couldn't get a lot of details. So I went online and to the place with the rocket, and I started filling out the form. So the first thing is I did not get approved in eight minutes. Now, I didn't really expect to get approved in eight minutes. Why, David? You're self employed. I'm self employed. So one of the secrets to allegedly getting approved in eight minutes is your employer has to report its payroll data to one of the big companies like Equifax. Yeah. Okay? And then it's possible for a mortgage lender like Acunet or the nation's largest home lender to electronically verify that. Well that doesn't cover a lot of people by the way in Wisconsin. You'd have to work like for a big company like, I don't know, Rockwell or somebody G. like that. Yeah, GE, something like that. Okay, so that didn't happen. But then I was all set to give them my bank login and password. We've talked about this before on the wow. show, kind of scoffingly, like, oh, who would ever do that? Yeah. Well, I've kind of gotten over that. Now. Okay. And I was ready to do it, but doggone it, my bank wasn't on the list. The vendor that they're using, it's like, it's only the big banks. Chase, Wells Fargo, PNC, US BMO Bank. Hair <laughs> places like that,
3: that could hook up. So really?
0: I, yeah, I was, and we've seen
3: vendors. And we've, you have online login, just regular, right? Absolutely. Okay. Right, 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 right. So I stumped on
0: that. Hmm. So I got, Both, but I did oh for two. I did tell you know their system, you know my name, my social security number, my birthday. Hey, I and my. True thing that I could do i don 't think really i 'm going to, but it 's plausible yeah. that I was going to buy a second home in Scottsdale, Arizona, so really where, where we don 't lend right, <laughs> so i couldn 't give myself a loan oh, there, okay. so it 's plausible deniability, so you know i 'm saying, hey, I want to buy this house in Scottsdale. I kept the loan conforming, meaning the loan amount I, I applied for was under four hundred and fifty three thousand one hundred dollars, so that that is one of the parameters of their rate protection program.
3: Hmm.
0: And so I I told them I'm buying a vacation home. So finally I get to the point where they go, hey, we got to go offline. Don't worry, but you're going to need to talk with one of our mortgage bankers. I'm like, okay. And so do you want to call or chat? Well, I decide let's chat because then I figured I would get a chat log, which I did. Proof. So first of all, the first part of the disappointing experience is the mortgage banker is talking with, so you're applying for a primary residence in Arizona. I'm like, No.
3: Can we just back up a second that you had to eventually speak with a human? Yes, I did. It was not right. And and so we
0: wonder as competitors, you know, how many people really get through that whole online process and achieve a approval Uh. with no human intervention. Mm. And we think it's relatively small, under 20%, maybe under 15%, maybe under 10%. Sure. You know, to push all the right buttons to launch the rocket. So I ended up chatting with So first of all, she wasn't really up to speed on what I was trying to do. So she was a little confused on that. Hmm. And then uh, when it came time to kind of like get going and say, all right, I sort of had to pull out of her. All right, so what rate am I going to get for my 90-day lock-in with 25% equity, all the other right stuff? (laughs) I'll give you the answer. Was it a rate from 1988? It was
2: not quite that high. I
0: got you. But it was somewhere in the past or the future. I'll give you that answer and a few more details when we come back.
2: I feel like I'm working with Mike Wallace this morning, I'll tell you. I'm impressed. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know
1: it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on
2: WTMJ. We're back, and once again, here's Brian and David.
0: All right, so we're talking about how I applied last Sunday to get pre-approved and take advantage of that cool lock your rate now and get the better rate early later on if it's lower. Mm. And my, my premise was, hey, I, and I applied with the uh, – nation's largest lender, the one whose name rhymes Ryan Sushmikin, and to buy a second home, a vacation home, in the great state of Arizona where we're not licensed. So uh, so we're kind of going through the process. I'm now chatting with this mortgage banker online, and uh, she says here in the chat log, oh, one more thing, one one more detail. Oh, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, after you upload your tax returns and your bank statements and we get you pr- uh, approved, in order to seal the deal on this lock while you shop program that we have you're gonna have to give us are you ready a five hundred dollar deposit hmm and to which I replied what I didn't see that anywhere on your website or in the many radio and television yep, ads verified. that I've heard.
3: Dude, I, I went on the site. I can't find it. Not on the lock your rate page. That's right. And so she's like,
0: well, uh, I don't know what we, what webpage are you talking about? Cause we advertise it all over the place. And then she explains, well, most of my clients don't object because it is refundable. Mm. They're couching it, David, as a appraisal deposit. That's baloney. You're paying us. And it turns out when I did get the written information describing it, they will give it back to you.
3: Still feels like 500 bucks.
0: Well, right. But it's like they don't it's just disingenuous, in my opinion. You know, I guess it's covered by that really fast disclaimer language that all of us have to have where they say call for costs and restrictions, because that's the only way I can think it seems like a material omission. Yeah. They don't have it on their website. What webpage?
3: if I don't have $500? Right.
0: That if you want this really good, good, too good to be sounding, too good to be true sounding deal, you're going to have to give us $500 up front. Sure, you'll get it back in 90 days. That's right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right, so that's one thing. Then I'm asking, I have to pull out of her. Hey, so what rate am I going to get the lock for 90 days? Seven. All right, so what's our rate? <laughs> what's our rate today for 25% equity? Well, I did it last week because it doesn't matter. Rates are lower today. Okay. If I if had been giving... Any one of you listening to this show, a 90 day rate lock last week, Sunday, for a $400,000 loan with 25% equity, you would have gotten 4.875 with no points and, you know, like $900 of total loan. APR is 4.93. Right. Thank you. Their rate that they were so generously offering Mm -hmm. that I lock in, five and a quarter. Oh, five and a quarter. But wait, so then I said, and I had to, again, pull this out of her through the chat session what are the closing costs going to be on Oh,
3: that? so she didn't give an APR over the chat? She did not hmm.
0: give an APR over the chat. Anytime you quote a rate to a consumer, you're supposed to give them the APR, hmm. annual percentage rate, which includes the closing cost. So she she types back on the chat, and I have I'm looking at the chat log right now. Oh, it's only $1,150 comprised of an $800 processing fee and a $350 underwriting fee. $1,150. I'm like, um so then guess what i get the disclosures that evening Mm -hmm. surprise it's not eleven hundred and fifty dollars she added another five hundred and twenty five dollars of discount points
3: oh so you're buying down your five and a quarter rate
0: that's right and so then i begin objecting via email and i'm looking at my email traffic now uh and i'm saying like hey uh sarah how you told me, I have, and I pasted in the chat log, yeah. that for five and a quarter, it's $1,150. What's with this extra $525? Yes. Oh, she says, I'm sorry for the confusion. Mm. Um, you know, normally, so she goes down this road. Normally, for five and a quarter, you'd have to pay $4,200. So I'm really giving you a screaming deal by charging you this $525 that I didn't tell you about in our chat. So then I go back and forth and I'm like, oh, how does the nation's largest lender get away with like quoting one thing on a chat session yeah, and then yeah. surprising you with an extra $525 when you actually get the disclosures? Again, she comes back and says, well, I'm sorry for the confusion, but you're really getting a great deal. I'm like, you're not answering my question. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to have your manager give me a call. So finally, after about three days of going back and forth, they acquiesced and Oh just held it down to the mere $1,150 for the horrible rate. All right, so that's where we're at. Also, by the way, the checklist that they said upload these documents, which I did dutifully just did what they had on their cool electronic award-winning system, they only asked for one year of tax returns. They should be asking for that plus a year-to-date profit and loss statement. Mm. And they only asked for one month of bank statements. So I'm waiting for her to get back to me now to... Ask me I'm for sorry for your
3: confusion, return. president of a mortgage company. Yeah,
0: because she didn't know. See, this whole uh, time she didn't ask where I worked or what I did as self-employment. Yeah, <laughs> but now I've uploaded my tax returns, so now she's good to know. All right, so that's my little story of if it sounds too good to be true, it, it is. probably is. Stick with the local guys and gals at Acuna Mortgage. We're going to give you the straight scoop every time. All right, when we come back, we're either going to talk about the interesting divorce story that I have, or the interesting jumbo loan uh we'll flip a coin problem All right, will flip a coin and surprise you with the content when we come back
2: and you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on wtmj getting you into the home of your dreams
1: here's more of the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian record on wtmj
2: and we're back with brian and david and uh we're going to flip to see which way we're going here yeah Game david flipped, tails.
0: and he said uh, let's talk about the jumbo oh there you go oh, and we'll get to the We'll get to the interesting divorce situation after the news. All right, so here's our jumbo story of the week. I got a call from a bank. A jumbo
3: being a loan greater Greater than than $452,100. That's right. Thank you, David.
0: And so I got a call from a uh, loan originator who works at a large bank because when you get into this area of jumbo loans, you typically have to have better credit.
3: It's a lot of money.
0: Okay. And so it's very common to have a, for lenders to have a minimum credit score of 700, which is the case for this bank. And this particular borrower currently had a credit score of 659. 659. So he calls and said, can you t-
3: handle, do you have a jumbo loan program that can tolerate 659? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let it be known that we get calls from other mortgage bankers. Hey, can you solve this thing I yeah, can't solve? that's
0: right, which, you know,
3: so, so sure enough, we did. Now, now it would be a ugly
0: rate five point eight seven five on a thirty year fixed rate, and he would have to pay us one point seven five in points, okay. which on this jumbo loan is like 12000 $12, dollars. Yikes! Right, um, but it's like it's all I got. Yeah, I, I don't have like three lenders, nope. three banks lining up to offer you this money. And my, my first understanding is that he needed to borrow 80%, that he would have 20% equity. Well, so that was like a couple weeks ago. So, well, maybe we can make an exception at this big bank. Finally get the call. They can't make the exception. Please talk to this uh, customer. So I talked to him. And now it turns out, so this is a shout out and a plea for help to any mortgage originator out there who might be able to help this person. Because it turns out he really needs to borrow 85% of the value of the home. So we're talking about a loan of like $725,000, $725,000. And um, the other thing, and he thinks his credit score is going to go up. Why? Because he just paid down a bunch of revolving debt. So, oh. so he thinks his credit score is going to go up. So is he thinks like it's a, going to be is this the, like
3: a construction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's uh, buying it's new construction. So he's buying hmm. the house kind of of from the lender hmm. or from the builder, I should hmm. say. Hmm. And um, so the other thing that he does not have, though, and this is very common in jumbo lending is in addition to having a really good credit score, you have to have money left over after you buy the home. And that's measured in the number of months of the monthly principal interest taxes and insurance. So I think I asked reserves reserves. <clears throat> so this guy's monthly principal interest taxes and insurance is going to be about five grand a month. Oof. So
3: $30,000 for yeah. six months. He doesn't have it. Or, or it maybe because you know, it's an, when it's a pile of money that big, they yeah. want to make sure that because that was six months. Right. So he doesn't yeah. have
0: six months reserves but some of the money he does have is overseas so what we're looking for here for this customer if anybody any loan originator out there you know give me a call tomorrow if you can help is an 85% loan to value jumbo loan at about 725,000 for somebody that has credit probably between 680 and 700 and might be able to scrape together 4 months of reserves hmm. all right so that's that challenge and you know, here are the guy is supposed to be closing in November. It's kind of like whoa, that's in like a did, couple of days. How, how did we get to this point and not have the finance? I didn't bother asking that question because I don't want to know because I can't. He
3: had know. already walked into the ER. We're not asking why. Right?
0: Yeah. How did you get shot? Yeah. You have been shot. Yes. And we're trying to help. Okay, so that's that interesting story. When we come back after the news. I've got the story of two things. We had a caller call in and want to learn about how to drop private mortgage insurance. So we'll do a quick tutorial on private mortgage insurance. And then I've got an interesting story about a divorce person who, and it has a happy ending from a financing standpoint, we are going to be able to close the loan as he wishes, even though there are some rather peculiar circumstances surrounding his divorce. We'll get to all that after the news.
1: Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: And we're back with Brian Wickert and David Wickert and a couple of things in this segment from private mortgage insurance to a good divorce story, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Let's talk
0: about PMI, private mortgage insurance. And the question that we got and the bar and the caller is going to take their answer off the air, as they say, is how to get rid of private mortgage insurance. So the scenario that he is bringing up is they bought their home, um, and they needed to pay private mortgage insurance because they have less than twenty percent equity. Mm-hmm. So the most common thing, and I remember I worked at MGIC for eight years, the nation's largest private mortgage insurance company, and uh, back then they only had one flavor. You had to pay the private mortgage insurance every month, um, and people don't like that. But I'm here to tell you that PMI is an awesome, awesome tool because it allows you to buy a home before scraping together uh, 20% equity. So think about that. If you wanted to buy a $200,000 median-priced home without PMI, you'd have to scrape together 40 grand. Yes. Because of the miracle of PMI, which is a substitute for your down payment. Yeah. You can buy with three percent down with no income ins- income restrictions. That's only six thousand dollars. So you can buy a lot sooner and get on the home ownership superhighway way earlier. Yep. And then the other uh, alternative that's been around since a long, long time is FHA, Federal Housing Authority, and that's government mortgage insurance. So it's not PMI; it's just referred to as MI. We could really call it GMI for government. That's typically more expensive, unless you have less than perfect credit, and then FHA can often be the best opportunity. So with home prices rising, the play that we're helping some uh, borrowers do, because it's really a combination of comparing, hey, what are you paying now based on your interest rate plus the monthly PMI? So it's not an interest rate comparison, it's a payment comparison. Mm -hmm. What are you paying now? And what could we do for you on a new loan at the appreciated home value? Sure. A little more equity. That's right. So if you happen to now, you know, let's say you bought your house with 5% down, you know, five years ago. And now, um, because home values have been going up. And you've been paying down your loan. Yeah, you've been paying down your loan. Maybe now you have 20% equity. But here is the cool thing. At clever lenders like Acunet Mortgage. And we are more clever than many others, including Southeast Wisconsin's largest depository institution, largest mortgage lender, happens to be a credit union. To the best of our knowledge, they do not offer what we call oftentimes invisible mortgage insurance, or yep. it's called lender paid, lender paid mortgage insurance. So the normal kind of vanilla flavor of mortgage insurance is you have to pay it every month. We have the ability to make loans with 15% equity, not 20 10% equity, even 5% equity without monthly PMI. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the trade-off is a slightly higher interest rate. Okay. So the, 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 the way to figure this out for this caller is give us a jingle tomorrow. Because this really should be something that we go over with the loan consultant live with you on the screen. Yes, David.
3: I was just going to say looking at the loan consultant screen. That's right.
0: Lay out the numbers. Because David has done this hundreds of times. I've done it thousands of times where people get stuck and fixated on the interest rate. But really what we're talking about here in this topic is payment relief, payment relief. And so... Let's take a look at some real numbers. Let's take a look at what is your loan balance. You know, what do you think your property is worth? Let's do a what-if scenario live together on the computer screen yeah. and see if the numbers shake out.
3: Let us show you all the tools in the toolbox.
0: That's right. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So, so the way to get rid of PMI is to work with a clever lender <laughs> who knows what they're doing and has more than just the standard vanilla option. Yes. Okay. All right, you don't have to have 20% equity to avoid paying private mortgage insurance on a monthly basis.
3: Okay. So, I um, want to tease this uh, divorce Yeah, story? I'm going to
0: tease the divorce situation. So, you know, divorces result typically in involuntary refinances and that's this is common as dirt. And these people actually had refinanced with us in the spring. Uh, using a VA loan to pay off an existing first mortgage and home equity loan and consolidate some other debts. And then lo and behold, they got divorced in the summer. Mm. Uh, And the folks happen to live in Illinois where divorce is a lot faster process than in Wisconsin. So we have a marital settlement agreement here. But the oddity is the way that this marital settlement agreement is drafted. Um, It's typical in that it calls for the husband ex-husband, to retain the property and pay the ex-wife half the equity in the home. But it's conditioned upon, he doesn't have to pay it, according to the divorce decree, until she moves out of the house. Well, And, and, and the divorce decree goes on to allow her to live in the house uh, as long as she's paying half the expenses. All right, we'll give you, as Paul Harvey says, the rest of the story cool. when we come back after this break.
2: And this is the accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ
1: important home buying questions and answers you can count on this is the Acunet mortgage and realty show with brian
2: wickert on wtmj and we're back and brian you're about to share a story with us about how really you were able to reach out and actually help a couple going through divorce so uh that's kind of yep. an interesting thing
0: yep. so very common for one party to retain the property which is the case and one thing just to tell anybody who's in divorce or contemplating it is you have to have your marital settlement agreement done that's who owes what to whom and who's getting which debt and who's getting the house. You have to have that financial part settled before any lender will give and, you a loan. And signed by a judge. And signed by the court. Okay, so this couple already had that. They had their uh, marital settlement agreement and divorce all taken care of back on July 1st. Uh, interestingly, uh, we're, and what we're trying to do here is help the husband, ex-husband refinance, take the wife off of both title and the loan. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing is that he only went back to work. He was retired, and then he started back to work uh, last April uh, and has been on the job for six months, okay? And we wanted, he wanted to do another VA loan because the original loan that we had done for him was VA. Yeah, He wanted to do another VA loan. But the problem is VA makes you be back on, in the employment force for two years, And the exception is uh, maybe he'll go with as little as one year. Mm -hmm. So we're forced out of VA over into conventional Fannie Mae financing, who will allow you to be back in the workforce as little as six months, which he has achieved. Mm -hmm. And so so now, so, so we got that hurdle cleared. But now their oddly crafted divorce decree says that he doesn't have to pay her half of the equity until she moves out of the property remember she's paying him rent now the last six months they're divorced but they're in the same house yeah kind of weird and then the divorce decree says and you have to pay your ex-wife the half equity that you owe her according to this divorce decree once she moves out but you kind of have to give her six months notice to move her out well normally in mortgage lending that that is an odd situation. What I just described. Mm-hmm. Normally, you refinance the person, you pay them their equity on the day of the refinance closing, right. and they're not. And see you later. There. So what we had to do in this particular case, and I really didn't think we were going to get this done, because of course the ex-husband doesn't want to hand her the money until she moves out. He wants her to move out. You know yeah. who wouldn't want their ex-wife to move out of the house you're living in? Agreed. Together, so he he wants to hold that as a carrot. Yeah. Like when you move out, you get the money. So luckily, he just sold an asset and all of a sudden has enough money, let's just round the number to say $35,000. So we were able to prove that he now legitimately has $35,000 in his bank account, Hmm. which is enough to pay off his ex-wife's half equity position in the bank. And so miraculously, we are not requiring him to pay that money to his ex-wife at the time of closing. Details matter. Details matter. And we also were wondering, was she going to have to re-sign the mortgage document? Because did she have any homestead Homestead rights rights. due to the fact that she was living in the property the last six months? So we ran that question past the title insurance company in Illinois. And the answer, miraculously, came back, no. So we are on a clear path. To pulling off the, like, Grand Slam home run uh, and helping this borrower achieve achieve his goal. goal. Because I was telling (laughs) him the whole way, I don't think we're going to be able to do this the way you want. And so I was getting him ready for some other, hey, you're going to have to give her the money up front and blah, blah, blah. But that was a relative success story. So if you are a divorce attorney, you are somebody who's thinking of filing for divorce or you're in the midst of divorce and you need help with financing, we have now... (laughs) seen we've seen it all we've seen a lot you know i guess there's always room for something new this was a unique thing i'd ever seen before all right when we come back from this final break in the show a good friend of mine that i have known for a long time uh, and a client of acunets we gave him a seven-year arm oh about six months and 11 no six years and 10 months ago Mm. at the fabulously low rate of 2.875 percent that uh, adjustable rate mortgage is going to adjust in January, sending his rate up by uh, rate up to five and a quarter, which is going to boost his payment by, mm, I don't know, just about $350. Ouch. Let's talk about those of you who have adjustable rate mortgages that are coming to the end of that initial fixed rate period when we come back.
2: And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the
1: Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: Brian, you've got another interesting success story, huh? Well, it isn't successful yet. Uh, (laughs) It was successful for seven years. Yeah. So uh, a client of ours,
0: we gave him a screaming hot 2.875 seven-year arm six years and ten months ago. So the rate's going to change in um, January. And if he just rides out that adjustable rate mortgage, all adjustable rate mortgages have an index. In this case, it's the one-year LIBOR, which is like right around uh, 3%. Mm-hmm. And then you add onto that something called a margin. And the most common margin on adjustable rate mortgages is 2.25%. So his new rate is going to be five and a quarter if he does nothing. And, and the way that works is then you take whatever the principal balance is, over 23 years remaining, because we're seven years into the Because arms years.
3: still pay off if you hold on to it for the life of the loan. Arms? Yeah. you would pay uh, Generally. No, Generally. Well, yeah. Okay.
0: Because at some point, you're hoping that that rate will come down, which was the case for people who had adjustable rate mortgages that were adjusting in 2012 and 13. Yeah. When the LIBOR was at, you know, like 0.25 uh, yeah. or something crazy, they saw their rates go down. I know.
3: Yeah. But I'm saying if you don't have the ability to refinance upon year eight of your seven year arm and you hold on to that thing for 30 years, it
0: should probably end up, but you just don't know for sure. Uh, You're saying that the average rate over 30
3: years I'm should be less. I'm saying every arm we make now pays off in 30 years if you hold on to it for oh, the full. Oh, the principal balance pays Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. It pays off I in I thought full. you meant that it
0: pays off oh. in comparison oh, to no, a no, 30 no, 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 year no, 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 fixed. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. I'm sorry.
0: I was going with the broader definition of pays off. Yeah, it amortizes. Okay. Pick your verb. It goes down to zero. Yeah. All right, so anyway, so he really thought that he was going to sell this house because they're empty nesters. I think they have grandchildren like we do now, and so they didn't think they were going to be in this big house with this mortgage. They thought that they'd be moving on, you know, to downsizing to a ranch or something, but here they are, and so now their choices are- Proving
3: that your life planning- can take a little bit longer oh we're only gonna be in this house for less than seven years honey that's right I just, yeah
0: okay so door number one. Oh, by the way and and so my first question was when he emailed me on friday hey like what are things looking at for a 30-year fixed rate a 15-year fixed rate or some kind of an adjustable rate mortgage okay <laughs> So, so, my first question was, "Hey, do you have any home equity line of credit or second mortgage outstanding?" and why did I ask that
3: question, David? Because if we combine a first and second mortgage, it gets classified different
0: worse, worse,
3: or even if you didn't want to combine them, even just the
0: fact that you have one yep, regardless of the amount of equity you have, it um spoils the pricing mm-hmm. okay, so sure enough, he's got thirty thousand dollars. On a $50,000 home equity line of credit, but Mm. he says it's an email, but I can pay it off. I said, all right, great. That's good. Okay. Because it's at prime plus a half. What's the prime rate today? Is it five and a quarter? Five and a quarter. So he's paying 5.75% on this $30,000 balance, which is no great rate. Yeah. So I say, great, pay it off. And here's my plan. We'll just refinance the first mortgage, but here's what we're going to do at this time of year. We are going to have you escrow for property taxes on the new loan so in other words i'm going to collect six grand from you at the closing table oh wait i can lend you that extra money to pay your 2018 property tax bill Mm -hmm. and not call it a cash out refinance plus you can walk away with two thousand dollars cash and still not call it a cash out
3: refinance the backdoor cash out refinance
0: and so that's right this is the backdoor cash refinance so then after we pay off your old ARM loan, you will get in the mail before the end of the year a check for $6,000, representing the money that that old servicer has on deposit yeah. in your current tax escrow account. The old tax escrow account. That's right. The old tax escrow account. Plus, you're not going to make a January payment. Mm. So you're going to end up with like ten grand, you know, in either cash coming into your checking account or not leaving. And a ten. better rate. And a better rate. And so the, the rates that I could offer him were a four point, I'll give you the APRs, 4.79, uh, I'll give you the rate and the APR. So 4.75 on a 30-year fixed rate. For an APR um, of? 4.79 total loan cost. if we have to get an appraisal, there's a chance we might get an appraisal waiver, hmm. of $799, $799. Or door number two. Oh, by the way, his payment in that scenario would go up $146.00. Instead of writing out his arm, which his payment would go up three fifty, very unattractive. And the reason why we're getting relief here is not only because the rate is lower than what he'd get on his arm, but we're stretching the amortization back out to 30 years. That's another...
3: Yeah, what does he carry? He's probably going to
0: sell the exactly. house in right. a couple of years. So that's door number one. Door number two, if we went with a 15-year fixed, a four and a quarter with an APR of 4.312, hmm. total loan cost of seven ninety nine. And getting two thousand dollars cash back, uh, but his payment would go up a whopper of a seven hundred and ninety seven oh. bucks. That's because we're hey the rates lower, Dave. Yeah. Then mm. what do you get on the arm? We're dropping it at a full point. Wait, but because we're shortening the term from twenty three down to fifteen, we're going to be forced to pay a so lot of So
3: this this conversation started as my arm is adjusting, but really it then morphed into hey, let's pay off my second mortgage. Hey, let's put some cash in my pocket. Hey, I need a little bit more time to before we might actually before do our might, downsizing. Right, right. This is kind of a, yeah, it's
0: like, what's my next Band-Aid? I've got a problem that I want to avoid here. Yeah. My payment, if I do nothing, my payment's going to go up 350 bucks. Right. Now, I suppose another thing we could look at, and I should do this, so thanks for bringing this up, is, well, what if instead of having him pay off his $30,000 home equity line balance, what if we did combine that? Yeah. With his existing first mortgage. Correct. That's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run those numbers this afternoon before the game. I'm just and saying
3: those, you didn't utterly accept the premise. You advised and said, here are some options as well. And then the third thing that he's probably
0: going to go with is a five-year arm. That means this rate of four and a quarter would be fixed for five years mm-hmm. before it could adjust again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. And there his payment would only go up 62 bucks a month.
3: And he hopes he sells the home within five years.
0: Or guess what? Or refinances again.
3: (laughs) No problem. All good.
0: So those are the choices. It's all about details, folks. It's all about giving choices. There is still time. Rates have dipped. Sorry we didn't have time to do a a rate roundup. But with the stocks going down, mortgage rates are down a little bit. Why not take advantage of this little window of opportunity to click on the blue button and find out how much you can save with a low-cost refinance like my friend Bill? Maybe you got to get out of an arm, maybe you're going through a divorce. Get a PMI. There is also still time to make you a homeowner before Christmas. Still time. If you've been a frustrated home buyer, let's get you upgraded to a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval. Let's kind of recharge your batteries here as we move into the month of November, make you a home buyer by Christmas. We can get it done. All you got to do is click on the blue button at rccunit.com.
2: All right, guys, another great hour of conversation. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, WTMJ News Time is now coming up on 1059. The preceding was a paid program.